Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. Today, I have a couple of things that I would like to share with you. The first one, um, I have this on a recording. I'm hoping that I can get this up and you can hear it. Now, apparently, this came from Siberia, in the ocean, but in Siberia. For some reason, um, scientists, well, they found a hole down at the bottom of the ocean or on the ocean floor, and they decided to put a recording device down there just to see what they could hear, if anything at all. And um, come to find out, they did get some very strange recordings. I'm going to try to get this up and... Um, See if you can hear this. It's very strange and pretty spooky. After we hear this, then um, come back, back on and see what we think it may have been. Okay, so just bear with me here. Let me get this and see if I can turn it up loud enough for you to hear this. It's uh They call this the sound from hell. There are many different theories of what the this sound really was. Because, um, you know, you got a lot, of, a lot of vibration coming from the ocean floor just because of the earth itself. And um, you've got a lot of underwater volcanoes and magma and things like that that could have been pushing up through the surface and some of the locations close to where they put their recording device and so on. To me, I mean, I can hear screaming. It doesn't sound like um, any type of water coming out of a fissure or anything like that. I can hear voices and actual screams. Maybe it's a, uh, oh, I don't know, something that is coming from the surface somehow. I mean, this was in a hole. So who knows exactly where that hole leads to? It could lead to somewhere on the Earth's surface, and that's where these sounds are coming from. Do we really believe that, what I just said? No, I don't. But I don't know how to explain or what I even could begin to think about this particular um, recording. It, uh, it's, I think it's very creepy. And I don't know if there are any more of things exactly like this or not. I have heard some other recordings, but nothing like this. 
if they could maybe slow it down and cut down some of that background noise and things like that and enhance that audio, maybe they'd actually be able to hear and get some actual words from what uh, it, they, they seem to be saying. That's, uh, that's just my thought. But I did find that very interesting and it made me feel kind of like, um, you know, it gave me a funky feeling. So see uh, how you guys feel about that. If you want to, um, you know, me to get into stuff like that later on, all you got to do is let me know and I will definitely dig around and look into that. I know that we've got strange sounds coming from everywhere, from the sky, from in the middle of the woods and, you know, you name it. So that is, uh, that really got my interest. So anyway, speaking of strange sounds, there um, is a place in Arizona, the nearest city or town, even, you know, town to this place is Tucson. I don't remember the name of this um, town that I'm going to tell you about. It has like two names And it's, uh, man, you're driving and driving through, like on a two-lane highway, just to get to a few houses. There is nothing around there. I'm going to say the closest little store to this area I'm going to tell you about is probably, oh, maybe about um, close to 30 miles So you're driving and there's nothing on either side of the road but grass and just, you know, it's empty. It's vacant. It's pretty, but there's absolutely nothing there. So just to get to our destination, because uh, one of my family members actually bought some property out there, bought 10 acres. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad, 12 acres. And so we went to go and see it because they're building a house on the property and they're clearing it out and, you know, they're building a barn and all this stuff. So we went over there to go and check it out. And there are no neighbors, but the closest neighbor, I mean, I don't see very many people traveling on this road. So if you're outside and a car goes passing by, you're going to notice because there's really no reason for anyone to go there unless you live there. And I have to tell you something else. I personally would not live there even though it's pretty and I like the idea of being away from the city and all the, you know, the busyness and all the rude people, you know, and and so on and the traffic. But this place is a little too in the middle of nowhere for me. For example, if anything happened at all, I mean, if you fell and broke your leg, you could be laying up there for I don't know how long before even the paramedics could get to you. That's how out of the way this is. So I personally don't think it's a good idea. I was looking as we were driving, I was looking around to see even like a small fire station 
or anything like that. No, there's nothing. So anyways, apparently the closest neighbor to the property is maybe, oh, I don't know, about a couple of blocks, you know, if you were like in the city, a couple of city blocks away. So obviously they noticed us driving there. And then we stopped at the property when we came to it. And there's a gate. They built a gate around there and stuff. It's all fenced. So um, we were just looking around and it's really nice. It's a, it's a very nice property. I, I uh, well, if there was anything closer, I wouldn't mind living there myself, like even a small fire department, like I said, but there's nothing there. And it's like, for example, if it's a whatever, Friday night, Saturday night, and you want to have some drinks and you want to barbecue and stuff, you better make sure you have enough whatever it is you drink. Because if you run out, you're, there's nowhere to go to get anything else. So you bet you have to really be stocked up. So anyhow, um, the closest neighbor, which is like a couple of city blocks away by my estimation, since they noticed, and they must have binoculars, I mean, people out there, because there's only one house there. Because the house that um, our family member is going to build is not built yet. All they have up right now is a barn, but there's no other houses besides that one. So the guy comes driving up as we're standing out there looking around because, you know, he, of course, he wants to know, you know, what, what's going on? Is everything okay? And so on. So he had met my uh, family member. I'm going to call him Jim. Okay. So he had met Jim, my uncle Jim. All right. So we were like, oh no, we just came here to see Jim's property. You know, we drove here from California, la, la, la. So he's like, oh yeah, because he had met Jim, you know, he introduced himself. I'm going to be your new neighbor, you know, even though we're not really that close um, as far as our houses go. So then he, you know, we started chatting with him. And because of uh, what I'm interested in and what I do, I said, you know, it's really nice out here, but at night, being alone out here must get kind of creepy because I'm telling you guys, there's nothing. There are not even any like street lights, no city lights, no nothing. It's totally like undeveloped in this area. All they've got is the two lane road. And I don't know where that takes you. For all I know, it could take you to the border. I, I'm not sure how close it is to any, you know, any other place besides Tucson. So anyways, he starts saying, yeah, it, it can get pretty creepy up here. And he said, you know, as a matter of fact, you might call me crazy. Maybe I've been living out here in the, you know, without any other uh, neighbors for too long. He said, but my wife and I were sitting on the porch and it was maybe about coming on midnight. He said, and we heard a woman howling. And I was like, what? And he said, yes. He said, see where our house is, because I did see his house when we drove by. He said, see our house where it is. 
You look across the road, there's nothing. There's nothing at all across the road. He said, to either side of us, there's nothing. And all that's like behind us is our property because they also have like, you know, 13 acres, whatever. He said, but we both heard it, a woman howling. And they, you know, they like stop talking. Like, what is that that we hear? He said, finally, because it sounded like it was getting closer. And the only light that they've got is the light from their house and whatever, you know, like lights they have out around on their property, like, you know, their their uh, property lighting and stuff like that, solar or whatever. And he said it sounded like it was coming closer. So him and his wife went back in their house and he said he heard it afterwards, but like it was getting farther away. Like it was um, walking further into, you know, the, the empty grass, lots, whatever you want to call it, that were across the street. He said, I know what I heard. We both heard it. He's like, um, probably, he looked to me like maybe he was in his 60s or early 70s. He said, my wife and I are, you know, we're too old to be drugging it up and partying it up. And, you know, we weren't drinking or altered in any way. And we both heard this wailing. He said, I've never heard anything like that before all the time we've been here. He said, uh, you know, we've heard some animals every now and then, something that sound like pigs grunting. Well, that was freaky to me. I think if I would have heard pigs grunting, it would have freaked me out almost more than the, the woman howling. But um, that's what he told me. So um, afterwards, when this house and uh, is built on this property, I'm going to go and <laughs> stay there. I think I'm going to get a like, um, you know, one of those travel trailer things because I don't want to go in the house. I want to go and see and investigate and stay like in a travel trailer. I think I would be able to, you know, get uh, more and more sounds or whatever if I was like that, like, you know, on a camp out out there on that property. So, um, yeah, you know, the people hearing strange sounds all the time. Um, I, I don't know what that could have been, but um, I mean, we all... Well, you know, a lot of us know the story about the Yorona or the the white lady, whatever, you know, your, your uh, urban, your folklore, you know, calls her. But um, also, a few days ago, one of my friends, now she lives off of a busy street. I mean, her backyard faces a busy street and um, so her bedroom window faces her backyard and there are no um, flood controls there are no empty areas there where she lives in this location it's you know neighborhoods it's all um, no empty lots no empty fields 
She's right smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood. And then you've got the busy street, you know, and then the side streets and everything. I know exactly where, where this is. So she tells me that a couple of nights ago, she was asleep. And what woke her up is she heard a woman like crying. She said, um, like the Llorona. And I was like, really? She said, yeah. She said, I was like, well, you know, have you ever had this experience? And she said, no. She said, I've heard plenty of people who have had the experience and who can like do an imitation kind of like of, of this being of what they hear. She said, and it sounded like what people have described to me. And then she said, all the dogs started barking. She was like, there weren't, you know, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of traffic at that time because it was pretty late at night. So it was quiet outside. And then with this crying sound, because it's like a wailing sound. It's kind of like a crying and a a wailing because I've heard it. She said, um, so when that wailing, that crying woman, she said, all the dogs started barking all over the neighborhood and just freaked her the heck out. And she just was like, oh, like, oh. So, I mean, when I heard it, like I mentioned uh, in, in one of the, other shows from last year. When I heard it, we had at that time three dogs in our backyard. And then we had, you know, the neighborhood dogs. And there were dogs like down the street from us that would bark if you dropped a fork. I mean, if you dropped a fork in your kitchen, somehow they heard it and they would start barking. That's how much these dogs would just bark it up. But this night when I heard this thing, None of the dogs barked. My dogs didn't bark. Those bark it up dogs didn't bark. It was totally quiet, like the dogs were scared. And also, we did live at that time near a flood control, and it sounded like it was coming from that direction because my bedroom window was wide open, It was in the summer because the window was wide open, you know, so uh, to get, you know, to get a nice breeze. And it was upstairs. And when it woke me up, I I turned on my tummy and I could like, because I didn't have a headboard on this bed. I opened my eyes and I looked right out of the window because from where I was laying, all I had to do was, you know, turn on my tummy, look right out the window. And all I could see was like one of one of my trees like blowing a little bit, you know, in the in the wind. It wasn't real windy; it was just blowing a little bit, and it was illuminated like by the moon. And then, at first, I was like, "Wait a minute! I heard something." And then I heard it again, and I was like, "Oh heck no! That was the first time and only time I've ever heard this." But it did fit the description 
of what everyone or anyone had ever told me about this this being. So, you know, the the two differences were all the dogs were started barking in her neighborhood and none of the dogs barked in mine. And also because, you know, she was really scared. A lot of people, they get really scared and freaked out and okay, I get it. But my initial reaction is I'll be startled. Like it'll give me a start. But then my nosiness takes over. So my nosiness is bigger than my fear. I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I guess it could be a bad thing because, you know, if it's a real person, you know, going to come and choke me or something. But um, I really wanted to go outside in the backyard at that time. But more than that, all I would have had to do is walk out of my house, walk just like really close by. All I had to do was walk down to the corner, which was close, and I could have partially seen some of that flood control area. But um, I didn't because my fear is people. Oh, yeah, I don't want to walk out over there and, you know, it's going to be somebody and they're going to choke me or whatever. Otherwise, if I would have had someone there with me who was willing to go, I would have went. Like if my sister was there, I would have woke her up. Come on, come on, we're going to go. We're going to go look. So anyways, um, that's just, you know, a couple of, couple of weird things going on that I just wanted to let you know about. I'm still continuing on my quest to read and find as much creepiness as I possibly can. I think that the best stories are the ones that we experience ourselves. You know, like I look for stuff, I read some things and and so on, but I much rather have the listener submissions. They're just so much better. You know, um, your experiences, my experiences, when people tell me things that have happened to them, it's so much better because these things are usually like, uh, you know, you, you can't, some of the things it's like, you, you just can't, you can't make that up. So anyhow, that's all I've got for now. I'm going to try to be back on Sunday and, um, share some more stuff with you. I do have some theory, some, uh, you know, I was going to talk about a little bit of theory and, I'm just going to tell you guys, okay, if you are interested in theory, I'm going to just mention something to you. And if you want to take a look at it, you can. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a big, huge cargo ship blocking the Suez Canal so that it's almost like, you know, there's a big traffic jam of other cargo ships that can't come through the Suez Canal because this one big ship is blocking the way. I don't know um, if you are familiar with, um, okay, for example, the Secret Service. Uh, 
presidents and their wives, you know, the first ladies, well, everyone has a code name. So when your husband or whatever becomes president, he gets a Secret Service code name, and so do you. And you keep that code name forever because you will have Secret Service protection forever. Okay? So this was brought to my attention, and this may be a little out there, but it all depends on what happens next with this. Okay? So the name of this cargo ship, and the thing is huge, that's uh, blocking the canal is called Evergreen. Now remember, we're talking about code names, okay? So the name of this ship is Evergreen. And there are, I mean, the thing is loaded with uh, transportation containers, you know, those metal containers that carry stuff in them. And they may have to take some of these containers off the ship so they can make it lighter so that they can maneuver it around and unblock the canal. Some people are almost like praying that they take some of these containers off of the ship and open them up. Now, if you are interested in it, that's what you um, can look for. Look and see what code name, whose code name is Evergreen, and look and see what this all may mean. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it means anything, but such strange things are going on these days, it's almost like anything's possible, okay? So if you want to look into it, you you know, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. And so um, that's all I've got for today. Dogs are barking outside. So I guess it's time for them to eat. Anyways, guys, um, thanks so much for coming on and being a part of the Strange Paradiso. And you know that you can submit your stories to me if you want me to share them. You can always contact me if you want me to um, look into something at maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. All right, everybody, and I will try to be back on Sunday. Have a great Saturday. Ciao.